Hey guys, it's William from New Blood Rising Podcast. Before we get into today's show, got some interesting news, got some awesome news for you. WrestleCrate.com now proudly supports the New Blood Rising Podcast when it comes to your wrestling accessory needs. WrestleCrate is a subscription service for pro wrestling fans that includes items from Mattel, Funko, Fathead, Tops, and many more, while also featuring 100% exclusive WrestleCrate t-shirts. You know the drill. You go there, you sign up, and each month you receive a package of wrestling awesomeness. For the month of June, if you sign up with WrestleCrate, you will receive an exclusive item from Penta L0M along with t-shirts, autographs, plus other wrestling collectibles. One lucky subscriber each month also wins tickets to a WWE live event in their area. Subscriptions start at as low as $14.99 and you can cancel at any time. And because you are a listener of the New Blood Rising podcast, if you enter the promo code NEWBLOOD when you sign up, you will receive 10% off your first crate. That's NEWBLOOD, N-E-W-B-L-O-O-D. Remember, you have until June 18th to take advantage of this month's crate. Go over to WrestleCrate.com and take advantage of this offer. Remember, NEWBLOOD, 10% off your first crate. All right, guys, thanks for downloading episode 93 of the New Blood Rising podcast. We are in season three, which means we're chronicling ECW pay-per-views from start to finish, from the beginnings with Barely Legal 97 all the way to the bitter end with December to Dismember in the year 2006. I'm William Rinkin, joined, of course, by Jason Kiesler. Hello. Charlie Sabeel. How you doing? And this week we are now into the, the one of the final pay-per-views of the year 2000. We are now... With at Anarchy Rules 2000, which is coming to us from the Roy Wilkins Auditorium in St. Paul, Minnesota. So, we came off a pretty good show with Heat Wave. It was a pretty good show. It was all right. I'm not saying it was anything spectacular. I don't think any of us were going to say it was something spectacular. But between at least a couple of the matches, there were some very noteworthy things. So, as we get geared up here for Anarchy Rules, we've got a couple notes, of course, from the great Colin Duff who gives us... Uh, plenty of info about what's going on in between pay-per-views, what are the match buildups with storylines, this or that. Here's a no-brainer departure. Uh, psychosis, if we're going to go the pretentious route, or psychosis for everyone else. It's a call back to last show. Psychosis, the last match of his I can find is from September 23rd when he teamed with Mikey Whipwreck against the FBI. He would go on to XPW, TNA, and the WWE to rid a lawnmower from so, to ride a lawnmower with Super Crazy and Juventud Guerrero. Exacools. Yeah. Here's another one. Not really surprising. We pretty much said this. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty hasn't appeared on TV since June, and I can't find anything about any fur- further appearances before he returned to WCW, which I think was what, 01? Yeah. Was that when we saw him again with Ric Flair and all that? I, I think, think. So. Okay. Um, with this show being moved from, from September when it was held in 99 to October 1st in 2000, this makes Anarchy Rules ECW's first foray into monthly pay-per-views. Um, the dark match is something of note here. We didn't catch this in the Sean Long edits, but it is something of note. Nova pinned uh, Bilvis Wells Wesley. B- Bilvis Wesley, yes. That's Billy Wiles. That's Billy Wiles. Yep. Okay. Um, on Hardcore TV on September 10th, Chetty actually turned on Nova, hitting him with a chair 
and then leaving him in the ring during a three-way dance, also featuring Doring and Roadkill, as well as Simon and Swinger. So that's the only reason I wanted to bring that up from the dark match, because we've seen the dissolution of Chetty and Nova, which is a sad end because they were an awesome tag team yeah. uh, throughout our run of, of ECW here. So let's get into the show here. We open with Joey and Joel in the ring. No Cyrus interruption this time, just the bit which... Leads us into our opening video, a fantastic opening video that ends correctly with the world champion, Just Incredible. I thought it was actually pretty cool. It's simple. It's the ECW theme song, but I like the way it showcased everything. We didn't everything. get that at the last one, did we? No. Uh-uh. No. It's just depends, because Sean's getting those edits from, I mean, they're... they're but even so, even even with those those edits, the, they usually had the video at the beginning of every single one, whether it was a live broadcast or Pioneer. Yeah. I, That's just weird. It's weird, yeah. That's interesting. But um, we go into our first match here. We've got we got Christian York and Joey Matthews versus Danny Doring and uh, and Roadkill here. So, uh, Jason, why don't you lead us off? You're talking about fact. First off, we've got Joel Gertner finally on commentary, and it's not like he's going to get killed off in ten seconds. Well, I mean, it's kind of subtle, little nice, big change of pace between Cyrus as far as the commentary goes, and it. I noticed too, and this is something throughout the the evening. They seem a lot, or they seem a significantly amount more subdued yeah. with the colorful language that they use throughout the night. And there's also not as much TNN bashing. So I don't. Was this our? Were they already gone? By this point, I oh, believe yeah. so. Yeah, because I was trying to figure it out. Because it sounded like they were gone at one point, just through the pay per view. But then they would say something that we go, maybe they're not off yet. Maybe they're just, there's just a, the deal's in place and they're just biding time. But I, I'm pretty sure by anarchy rules, they were gone. Which I would think that if you're already off, now's where you go full well, tilt and just like not necessarily name the network by name, but just really amp up Cyrus's heel persona well, with, with that. Well, w- I know WWF started on TNN in the fall of that mm-hmm. year. And that was when TNN went through the rebranding from Nashville to National. So it's right around this time. Like I think it was post-SummerSlam that um, they... Because once they moved to TNN, I think ECW was only on for another week or two where they shared the same network. And then it was September done. 2000 is what's saying Raw moved from the USA Network right. to TNN. So yeah. 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 Oh, I'm remembering that right. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So we are definitely into the post-TNN and, world. And maybe the reason they're toning it down a little bit is because they want to get picked up by another network and they That's don't want to seem point. like right. a completely off-the-wall wrestling. Well, and you company. remember who that was supposed to be? Huh. USA. Because right, that, that was a rumor. Right, yeah. right, right. Imagine that. Yeah, I would have been... I, at the same time, though, with that weird Sunday night heat or the... You know, I'm, what I meant is like, you know, the, those weird USA shows like on Sunday and Saturday, mm-hmm. like Silk Stockings and all that crap. It would have fit right in. <laughs> Jason, Jason, continue, bud. Sure. Um, so right after ACW, you can watch Swamp Thing on the USA Network, but which that would have been kind of fun. I like this as a face versus face match, and against the uh, you know the creator wrestlers versus Doring and Roadkill here. Right. What did you say their names were? It's uh da, 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 Matthews and York. Joey Matthews, Christian York. <laughs> Is that Joey Mercury? I was trying to figure that out too. I was trying to catch his his face and everything because um just be pretty friendly with Heyman on twitter um you know this is a pretty good match this is definitely what i'd like to see to open a show um as far as it goes roadkill's carrying over his 
just fan love and it's spreading to Danny Doring and these two guys who came out of nowhere. I like the commentary builds these guys up too. They just don't make them like some guys that are going to get squashed. I do want to say fuck those guys though for moving out of the way when Danny Doring does for that ring dive right onto the concrete. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it looks I, like he broke his wrist. That reminded me of the R-Truth Miz thing that caught Miz heat for, it felt like years. Yeah, man. That, um, but the, you know, getting right back into it, like it only takes a couple minutes. I thought he was really out. Um, just the most convoluted finisher, tag finisher I've ever seen. Those two guys, like it took forever for them to set it up. It's like they flipped him, then they turned him, then they grabbed his arms, and then they just did like a, a double knee backbreaker or something. Do you remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's I, a, yeah. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, but I mean, it still was a fun match. Like I had a great time watching it. Um, I liked the sportsmanship after. I was really surprised that there was no interference mm-hmm. until the end. Yeah. But that was really off. I'm also a big fan of Roadkill Super Eye Poke. <laughs> yeah, he pulls out like he did it last last pay per view, and it's cool. But this one's just his because he just gets like you know he's such a got that big face per that fat people kind of have and he just gets this smile and pokes someone in the eye uh i give this a, a great big old seven charlie how about you man uh i'm not as high on it as jason was i thought it was okay i thought yeah. it was pretty good yeah. but uh nothing overly special what was that stuff joey was talking about with york and matthews being on the front cover of a magazine do you remember that mm, yeah. no there was, was but, just made it he, he made them sound like they were just like a huge deal on in some publication and I never even really heard of these guys unless of course that is Joey Mercury which I I can't confirm that um, the sp- spots were fun I, I, you know I love Danny Doring and Roadkill and it's it's nice to see this is again that thing we were talking about earlier where it seems like ECW is trying to evolve into something slightly different slightly more mainstream um, where they don't solely rely on hardcore wrestling because I always took the extreme in extreme championship wrestling not necessarily to mean violence but it's extremely different styles of wrestling and res- and wrestlers and I like that that seems to be what they're going for with Christian York and Joey Matthews they seem like two guys who would fit right in with the WWF mindset at the time uh, like I said the match is okay um, Simon and Swinger you might as well have done one of those stupid triple threat tag matches if you're just going to have them right. dick around with these guys. Because I love Simon Diamond. Yeah, he's like, great. He's a he's a good guy. Like He's a good wrestler and a great talker. And to not use him, and we're running out of time here. Mm-hmm. you know. So I hate to see that. But, yeah, this is okay. I'd give it a five. I had it at a five as well. The one thing, we, we dove into this. We dove into this show so quickly. Um Martin is obviously like is not here. You haven't heard him yet because he's not on. Oh, he's you, not. Oh, yeah. He's not on this week's show. And he's I just, just sitting there waiting to be introduced. I, I don't that'd be something if he was. Martin? He was waiting to do it. He was going to play New Jack's theme and then enter the podcast, and then it would play throughout the entire show. But uh, no, Martin can't. Wasn't able to join us this week uh, just due to scheduling things of that nature. But um, the one thing uh, that. In his absence, I would just want to say is go check out his Twitter page. Is look for the pin tweet as well as in his profile. He's written a book. It's wrestling in the Clinton years. It's looking at 1996, cataloging WWE Monday Nitro from January to June. 
basically everything on the precipice of the big explosion that would become the NWO. It's a fascinating read just going through and looking at where WCW was. And it's even more fascinating when you look at the pop culture landscape where it was in the year 1996. So go definitely go check that out. In his absence, I'll go ahead and, uh, his, uh, his rating for the match was a... Uh, he gave it a... Wow. He gave it a 7? He gave it a 7. 7. I have it at a five as well. Like I, I thought it was fine. It was down the middle. It was fine. Like Jason said, though, I really enjoyed the fact that there was de- there was good sportsmanship at the end. I don't know why, but it's just nice to see that. Like it's extreme. It's ex- extreme. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you said, after the match, we've got the run in by Simon Diamond and Swinger deliver the problem solver to Doring. Um, Joey. Then we we go to the commentary booth where Joey's talking to Gertner about his his match. What? He's got a match, and Joel this is goes. Have a payoff, right? Joel goes into uh, his training that has been going on for the show, i.e., eating Lucky Charms. <laughs> Cyrus makes his way out along with uh, his. Uh, he, I love this. He got pop name card mm-hmm. that they have under. I, I, so what, what a weird touch! It was funny, but I didn't understand it. But um, he runs down Gertner immediately, calling him a fat bitch. Uh, <laughs> I loved, <laughs> I loved Joey coaching Joel, then immediately saying he has no chance. Yeah. <laughs> Secretly to the camera. Right. Uh, Gertner gets in the ring, and uh, the insults continue. He then sets up a gauntlet for Gertner to get through in order to get to him, it feels like. And that's what it felt like at first, but then I realized he's just talking about wrestling easy money. I thought he meant he was going to have to beat all those guys, which I was like, oh, God. That's a bit excessive, isn't it, uh, Don? What's going on here, pal? Excessive championship wrestling. (laughs) Um, Easy Money makes his way out. Spike Dudley, the commissioner, follows. He pulls the card on Cyrus that he has more stroke than Cyrus does and instead has Easy Money booked to face Kid Cash. If Kid Cash wins, Gertner gets Cyrus, and thus the payoff to our feud. So, Charlie, we've got a match here. We've got a match of conflicting gimmicks. Shouldn't (laughs) these guys be a tag team? They really should be. I mean, I forgot about Easy Money. This guy's good. Yeah. I, oh, he's, he's good. He's you know he's you, really you sound like good. you're in the barber shop and coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky Marciano. He does this really cool version of a suplex, where he picks you up vertically, but then he la- he lays you down forward like it's a power bomb. I just I love that move, and these guys have a great chemistry. Do you, for real quick, do you enjoy Easy Money's buddy Julio De Niro? <laughs> I love the and I love that they didn't draw attention to it. Right. Yeah. So that was good. Kid Cash, so much fun to watch, even if even if he gets destroyed by Mike Awesome, he's just a fun guy to watch. Yeah. And this is this is actually I thought a really good match. I I really enjoyed this. Um, I'd give this a seven and a half. Seven. Where do I? Uh, okay. And uh, Jason, how about you, ma'am? Um, Kid Cash has put on some weight. He's a little jacked. Yeah, he looks a lot bigger. He looks like he's going. You know what? I need to kind of get some little meat on me and go somewhere else. Mm. Um, kind of look. Uh, he has got a badass tornado DDT. Uh, that are coming through where it looks like the, he spins twice. Like he actually goes to the tornado instead of just like a little tilting uh, DDT. I also was laughing my ass off that Jackal is entrance music in ECW in the year 2000. Is that what that was? Yes. That's the sun coming down on me or whatever. They're not like some song that they do. I mean, you know, Jackal's from down the street and even we don't get excited. Yeah. <laughs> when we hear them uh, coming up. 
the uh, I thought we were going to see Kid Cash die when <laughs> Easy Money goes for that power bomb, and suddenly you start seeing Kid Cash move the wrong way. I'm like, oh god, no! And then he yes. turns that into fucking her Karana. Hmm. Oh man, that shit was insane. Um, the at first I was like I was a little leery of Julio De Niro and then the Confederate guy. Yeah, the um, Confederate but, guy. Because the Confederate guy, I can't remember his name, but he has like those tiny old redneck uh-huh. arms. And I'm going, why is this guy there? His but then when he Stone Jackson. Stone Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> he does the uh, when he jumps with Easy Money's shoulders while Easy Money's sitting on top of the turnbuckle and does a leg drop. I was like, oh, that's why he's there. Um, so he's, he's pretty cool. Uh, you know, it's at the, I give this good six, six and a half. I added it a six as well. The one thing um, um, in Colin's notes before this match, like, again, like I'm, I, I, I forgot to mention this one. This is something pretty awesome. Did you guys know that Kid Cash at this point actually wins before, like during the build up to this, he wins a he wins a major singles belt in ECW. That is former world television champion Kid Cash. What? Yeah, he defeated what is that? defeated Rhino. He oh. actually beat Rhino. He beat him on the September 8th ECW on TNN. And then he ended up, he lost the bell. He actually held it for, it looks like about three weeks. Uh, September 24th was when he ended up losing it to Gore. Or winning it, losing it to Al Gore. Yeah, he lost it to Al Gore. No, he lost it to Rhino after a Gore. <laughs> Finally. Al Gore gets his due in the, in the year 2000. I'm the former next ECW World Television Champion, Al Gore. <laughs> in, inconvenient ref bump. <laughs> Pay attention to me, damn it. But, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought that was incredible. And he, that, that Hurricane Rhino switch in midair of his, god dang. That's dangerous, man. <laughs> I mean, that's that's more dangerous than taking a superplex off the top rope. I mean, there are so many things that have to go right. Right, you can't even fully lift him up for the power bomb to do that move because there's just not enough time. Right. You know? It's like you have to be partially perched on there because you have to then jump as this the guy taking. This would have been it. the move, it, it, like because I don't remember him doing this before he met Mike Awesome. But this would have been the perfect move for him to do against Mike Awesome. Yes. And beat him. Yeah. yeah. It feels like he was saving up for it. Yeah, and then Mike Awesome got a better deal. He became a real estate guy. The f- hey, you're skipping. <laughs> he was the fat chick thriller. That's so sad to think. I know! This is like the most dominating big man ever. What did Martin have that one at? Martin gave that a six. A six, okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a pretty good match. And you're right. That easy money's pretty good. He's a good match. Martin good has a nine on here. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, oh, and by the way, we look, at we, Electra, it should be noted, we we see her now with, uh... Well, she's getting passed around, isn't she? Yeah, oh, yeah. Hmm. So, you know the, the crowd chanting at her? The, they've been saying some pretty foul things to people. This one's actually funny. They're yelling, you're my grandma. <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah! Oh, I missed that. <laughs> That's what that was. I wrote down. I was like, I don't know what they're chanting, but it can't right. be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I wrote after the match. I had I had a couple other names picked out for uh, Easy Money's buddies. I have after the match Dave Guerrero ninety five and the Confederate <laughs> Warrior attack. Cash. Confederate Warrior. <laughs> I wrote Dave Guerrero ninety five because he looks like Eddie Guerrero from nineteen ninety five. He looks like the guy who plays Aquaman like <laughs> all steroids. Confederate Warrior. <laughs> I love it. Spike tries to help, uh, but he gets upended and put in a figure four. So wait a minute. Spike Dudley's the commissioner? No wonder they went under. <laughs> this seems like a pale attempt to try and... That's bad. To, be, to do the Mick Foley. Yeah. Yeah. Spike? And with his broken leg, maybe? <laughs> is he moving around all right? He's putting a eyes. figure four, which is not good for anybody, ever. Good leg or bad no. leg. Uh the Sandman then makes the save and waffles everybody with the cane. Electra tries to warm up the Sandman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he then pulls out a beer. I and- like drunks. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> I love my wife. I cannot get out of my head him being naked and taking these musket deer sword. <laughs> Your gimmick is now shit. Speaking up. <laughs> That now way. while you're down there, I'm gonna need you to put this in. Oh my god! But um, he pulls out a can of beer and pours it down her throat. Then puts Gertner in her Gertner in her chest. Which, by the way, we just have to, because Kid Cash wins. Now we're gonna get it. We're gonna get the payoff. We're gonna get the payoff of um, Gertner, Gertner and, Cyrus. and Cyrus. are gonna go one on one here. So now. Is it? Oh no, is it's it, Jason. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, that's Jason God, can God dang. This. Jason, now I, I think it's fitting you get this man because I I don't know why like I always think like the, the you're you're Joe Gertner's alter ego, maybe, I don't know. Well, fuck you too, buddy. <laughs> no, man, because like no, the reason I say it is because like I I don't know why it's just like the way he gets on the mic and he does his spiel, which you know like I'll, I'll be honest like and, and like it grew. I I think you nailed it last month when you talked about or. You know, last show when he talked about how it's it's old by association, but mm-hmm. at the same time, like it's, it's always entertaining. Mm-hmm. Every time, yeah. he always delivers. Yeah. I do the well, well, well thing before he even starts talking. Yeah, and well, well, well. I do like that he gives this. He goes Joel, and then it's like a two and a half minute middle name. Gardner. I'm that. That's good. I think um, this was the show where he did it twice. He went, I'm Joel, and then he did a middle name, and then he said, and I'm Joel, and then he started over, but with something different. I was like, what? what? Your middle name's Joel also? We're going to do a take two? <laughs> We're live, pal. Fuck yeah. it. Um, so, Uganda tribute band shows up, um, and or, and that's so weird, because Joel Gertner's man tits are crazy. Are we supposed to uh, believe that uh, Joel Gertner was trained by Kamala? That's, I guess. Okay. I, I, or he was just watching and like slapping his belly. Because he said he was trained. He said he had yeah. proper training from an unknown source. <laughs> I, I like how he goes, and you'll know by my style in the ring. And then he just takes it off. There's the, the paint. And he had like a Lucky Charm painted on his back of one of the marshmallows. I don't know. Uh, Gertner slaps his belly for 90% of the match until Cyrus starts beating the shit out of him. Um, that's, I mean, Gertner takes a beating. I'll give him that. He takes a nice little beating. Um, Sandman then sprays Cyrus with the brown mist and then, uh, match ends. Gertner wins and we get a Sandman exit. 
that have been interesting. Yeah, yeah, we uh, do. Yeah, we get the the celebration with with everybody because it seems like who sticks around. Cash is still there. Spike's still there. We everyone has a good time. Yeah, it's like Joe Gertner wins. I know the guy doesn't have any theme music, but then Sandman's music. You know, Kid Cash gets gets the big win to get us to this point. Gertner does his thing thanks to Sandman help, and we gotta listen to Inner Sandman for three and a half minutes. Um, I give this a four. Yeah, yeah. I th- that's I think that's about fair. Well, what that's what think? I gave it. Yeah, yeah it's a four. Uh, I I did like. And there's not much more you can give this I type know. of match. Like Joey had a great call. I thought he called him the Ugandan stud muffin. Yeah, thought that was pretty good. But yeah, I mean, there's really nothing to this. But it, I mean, it is nice to see, I guess. Because what's insane but it's is like when you, when you well yeah well it. It didn't make sense to me until Colin sent his notes. When you look at this match kind of leading into it, like you've got um, you got Cyrus involved saying, like, I've got a wrestler's license. I can kick your ass now. Gertner and Spike's like, oh, yeah? Well, here's a match against the Sandman. And, uh, Da-na-na. Right. Da-na-na. <laughs> but what's fun about the buildup to this, actually, that was interesting, was you've got Heyman mixed into it. Heyman getting involved. You've got Louis Dangerously getting involved. So you've got a lot of the the non-wrestlers just fighting it out amongst each other. So that, that makes it kind of interesting. Like, you know, the fact that, you know, it's it's not usually just... It's usually a wrestler and a non-wrestler. Now you've just got a group of essentially non-wrestlers all battling each other at this point. Even though we know that Cyrus was a, a former wrestler and stuff like that. But, um, I mean, and I guess... It, is there anything that's really in between this and the next match? With the uh, no, no, it isn't. I think it goes right into it. But we go what, into this. What, what did you give it a four? Oh yeah, yeah, four. Yeah, I, I, okay. I really can't say anything more than what you guys have. I mean, you've gone in stub muffins like the thing that sticks out to me the most. But whatever. And like Jason said, he takes a beating. Good for him. Mm-hmm. That's good. Damn next, <laughs> up next, we've got Debaldi's oh, versus Balls Mahoney and Chili <laughs> Chili Willy. I was wondering when he was going to show up. So let's talk about this one. Balls Mahoney pinned the blue boy following a chair shot on September 8th. Post-match, Jasmine hits Balls with some extremely weak chair shots to the back, which results in her getting a nutcracker sweep. Balls (laughs) celebrates by (laughs) playing... I've never seen it from this view before. Boom. I wonder if he writes like this on purpose. Because it almost... I mean, it sounds almost way too natural. Ball celebrates by placing Jasmine on top of the blue one in a 69 position. Ooh. Hardcore TV, September 10th. An in-ring promo by Bilvis Wesley <laughs> <laughs> ends when... <laughs> okay. I'm not getting over this. Ends when Balls Mahoney comes out and hits him with a chair. End a promo. Thap. Uh, ECW on TNN, September 22nd. After Chris Chetty attacks J- It's Jazz and Nova... Hitting the Amityville whore on a cha- on a chair to Nova, he gets on the mic and says he swings a chair better than anyone, which brings out Balls, who no sells a Chetty chair shot. DeBaldi's then attack Balls before Chili Willie makes the save. All right. You want to hear my one note? Yes, I've been dying to hear it. You just got to keep in mind. I was falling asleep. I was waking up. I was trying to write, but I was too tired. My one note for this match, staple gun. One and a half out of five. <laughs> that staple gun. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, that is one weapon I can absolutely do without. 
what, what does balls get it in the head like twice? Yeah, in the oh. eye. Yeah. Apparently the eye. And it, well, well, okay, hold on. <laughs> it's it's not his eye. It's right. his head. But Joey absolutely. Oh, I'm I'm gonna say it's his eye. I'm gonna amp the the dramaticism. Now, but still, a staple gun's a staple gun. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's cool to see Chili Willie. He's a really good wrestler, but uh, this is not a good showcase. His name is hilarious. Yeah. And then you see what he looks like, and you're like, no, nah, there's something not right here. But, uh, no, nah, so, what does that equal out to? Yeah, I'd give it a two. I think I, I probably rated it too high, but I, I, as usual. But, Jason, what'd you have this at? Two guys do not make a street gang. Someone needs to tell Joey Styles that. <laughs> that's true. That's, yeah, it's getting sad. Point. Judgment night would have been over pretty fast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Dennis Leary and then the guy from House of Pain. And that's, it. that's my crew. <laughs> Against the dead Jeremy Piven, Emilio Estevez. Shit, man, we can still make the main event. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen blood? Money's got blood on it. You ever seen money it didn't? Yeah. Um, but so. 30 seconds into this match, and I'm going, okay, it's the Baldies, but it's balls, and it's Chili Willy. And you get a fork. A fork that doesn't stab. <laughs> it's more like a bopping fork, because uh, I just don't I don't get it. Um, Chili, Chili Willy literally gets his face fucked under that guardrail spot, where Angel really fucks him up. Um, because he drops him to like do like a snake eyes on the guardrail, and his and they disappear. They disappear yeah. for like five minutes from this match. Yeah, I thought I was like shit because his face goes down like in between the um, spots on the the two separate rails. And my next big question, I, I like I got like five times as many notes as Charlie does. Why do you need a running start to hit someone with a beer? <laughs> Is it gonna hurt more? Is he shaking it up on the along the way? I mean, they are pretty flat stadium beers but uh and then chili willy can't catch a break i don't know why i have that note down but apparently something really bad happens to him again um crowd starts chanting for new jack and even at this point i'm going please god just let this come out and end yeah i i i have the same thing written down i really do yeah it's like the crowd the crowd doesn't care about this stuff because they're expecting new jack to come out and he doesn't and I guess it's kind of a mixed bag. I'm like, yay, but then it just it keeps going. Um, it's just I don't know. I, I give this a two. I, I'm a, I'm at three. I, I, like I said, I'm probably too high. Whoa! <laughs> what 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 gave it the? I mean, this just what gave it the the little extra for you? I think the 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 thing I was uh, I can't, I'm on the one hand I'm kind of happy seeing the Debaldi's not. And I hate to say double, but th- I'm going to keep saying that because that's their stupid little name card. Dabaldies. They're trying to get them away from New Jack, but it seems like they never will escape New Jack. He's like the black hole of their existence. <laughs> 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 just sucking their careers and <laughs> They're just stuck. That's what I think sucks. Is that there's stuck? What? What is what? Just because he's black, and I said black. Oh hole? no, that wasn't it at all. Why'd you say that? <laughs> oh no, that's way worse than what I was thinking. <laughs> but it's the fact that it's the fact that they are seriously stuck in this. They can't get away. 
And it's like Jason said, it's it's so bad that by halfway through, not even halfway through the match, the crowd's like, "Can we just bring? Can we bring out Jackson? Where's New Jackson? Is he coming out yet? <laughs> what? He's in his New Jackson gimmick. This is where he's not running out in the matches. He's he's, he's coming come out, out as dead. Right, he's going to come out there and put him in an arm bar. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he, yeah he's becoming... Yeah, <laughs> what you think about it for me? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you need to put that staple gun away. I need and the they, old nerve <laughs> Staple they, my head, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> they do make out, like, Balls is, is dead, like, as far as with his eye. But the thing is, is that happens... And then he takes like three chair shots to the head after that. <laughs> Just for Even good doing his, I stole this from Tanaka. Spot what a here. weird ending. It yeah. is bizarre. Where it's like, I think I'm going to bump my rating. You know what? <laughs> this has been fun. <laughs> but you know, it's it's hilarious. Like they stand there like, you know, take an un- unprotected chair shot. You know what? Let's take it. You want another? I'll take another. No, I don't. Can you imagine if Chili was like, no, man. I'm out. What the hell is this? I took a I took that weirdo bump on the outside that was out of the match for five minutes. I'm not doing this. <laughs> it's such a weird ending. It's like that's that we're gonna win with three absolute blasts of chair shots of the head. Okay. Mm. There we go. So Yeah, Balls Mahoney has had two bad pay per views in a row. Yeah. I mean, he he literally just do whatever he whatever he just hey, company, I'll man. do whatever do whatever you want. Yeah. Wait till he gets to WWE CW. Oh, it's Mahoney. Yeah. <laughs> Mahoney. That was the best. <laughs> I don't want to call him Balls. Okay. Mahoney. <laughs> don't tell her it's Balls Mahoney. <laughs> what a movie that would be. Um, what's and then what's hilarious is now after those brutal chair shots, we cut the commentary where Gertner just gets walloped. Oh, it's great. He just By gets sign guy. Yeah, Louis dangerously yeah. is back, folks. And then what's even better is the cut to the director of the truck. Well, well, Paul Heyman's in there. Yeah, and he's like, "What the? Who the fuck is that guy?" Like, y- you know who he is. He's on your payroll. Pal. Yeah, he's exactly. So, man, what I, payroll? How, yeah, I know that was the next joke. But <laughs> what's great then is how uh, Lou tries to uh, tries to get fresh with Joey, and it's like, nope, no. wrong. <laughs> JBL will learn about this in a few years. You don't mess with with Joey Styles. So uh, um, we now cut to Just Incredible and Francine, who goes in goes in pretty hard on Jerry Lynn not being the right guy. He's uh, he's also really going. He's going to go trolling in style tonight because we're in Minnesota. He's wearing a Brett Favre Green Bay jersey. All I wrote was, "Give it some time, Minnesota. This will all be okay in a few years." <laughs> so. We now go to Jerry Lynn, who gives us a promo, which, you know, hey. It's the typical, right. I've got a chip on my shoulder. Um, you know promo. what, hey. I've been looked over, spit upon, shit at. I can't even get a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I look like the lead singer from Asia. His voice, yeah, his voice is so doesn't match his body. I was thinking that, too. I'm Jerry Lynn. <laughs> His boy, he should be selling like crystals and scented candles. Where? Would he go to a soccer game? It wouldn't be great if he sounded like Walter Matthau or Jack Lemon from Grumpy Old Men since they're from Minnesota. Hey. <laughs> I'm tired of being the star on this show. Francine, you nag. I never got my title match. <laughs> Gustafson. Yeah. Do I own a title? Sure. Got the title in my car in the glove box. <laughs> 
What a weird Burgess Meredith just, just telling him, title. you know what I have for breakfast? A pound of bacon. <laughs> no oh. reason. Like, pop, we're not doing that promo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now so that, Cyrus is back. So yeah, Cyrus replaces Gertner in the booth, which uh, Gertner's fine in there. I love when Cyrus is I in know. commentary. But There's, the thing is, as much as I love Gertner in the booth from the ECW on TNN shows, this wasn't the same Gertner. No, and we were talking about that earlier. It, it, this, it wasn't the same chemistry. I don't know what was wrong. But uh, now with him replacing, we go into our next match, which is a mega match on this card. It really is. I think yeah. when I consider it mega, is the fact that. Now you're kind of progressing towards the future here, whatever future is left of ECW. But it's I like C.W. Anderson. I know. I mean, I love that guy, but C.W. done to earn this? Ex- well, there. Oh, oh, thank Charlie. Nice segue. So C.W. Anderson is going to be taking on Steve Carino for the number one contendership to the ECW World Title. How did we get here? All right, ECW on TNN, July 21st. A breaking news graphic tells us Steve Carino puts a bounty on Jerry Lynn. Carino, Victory, and Anton. I was looking to see what you... Anton. Jerry Lynn and Tommy Dreamer after a match with the Devaldis when Carino... (laughs) Jason, you can't see it, but his face. Every time. He doesn't mean to do it, but he does not like saying that. They lock them in a... Devaldis? Yes, Devaldis. I hate it. But lock them in a pair of Scorpion Deathlocks. ECW on TNN, July 28th. Louis Dangerously and the Network saves us from having to hear a Billy Corgan acoustic performance. Corgan's... I think we're cheering for the wrong guys. <laughs> Corgan smashes his guitar over Lou's head. <laughs> Dreamer and Lynn run in to save Corgan from Carino, Anton, and Victory. Who is Anton? Scotty Anton. Oh, Scotty Anton. Yeah. Oh. He's still around. You're thinking there's some new mysterious guy named Dave Anton. Anton. Just, yeah, I'm not How even going to describe to you what I saw in my head. <laughs> Mark Anthony? No. Mark Anton? Let's continue. <laughs> e- ECW on TNN, August 4th. Steve Carino beat Jerry Lynn and Tajiri in a three-way dance. Lynn eliminated Tajiri with a cradle pile driver for Carino, pinned Lynn with an old-school expulsion. ECW on TNN, August 12th. Louis Dangerously hosts the Danger Zone talk show segment <laughs> while, getting pelted, <laughs> while getting pelted with rubbish. His guests are Steve. <laughs> his guests are Steve Carino and Scotty Anton. They are unhappy that they are not in the tag team title tournament as Cyrus selected Credible and Rhino, leading to the two teams brawling. Jazz versus the protege ends with C.W. Anderson attacking both women. Oh, pro- <laughs> I should say the protégette. I apologize. That's wrong. <laughs> My bad. Is there a female form of that word? May I? That's I, that is how it's written, and I did not catch that correctly the first time. So yes, the protege. What protégé- would Protege. I. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. I'd go ask Qui-Gon Jim, but he's a pretty useless Jedi. Um, Alive or dead. <laughs> he punches Jazz and hits a protege with a spine buster. He tells us oh. he cannot stand women's wrestling. And, <laughs> and he's an Anderson. Dreamer chases Anderson out of the ring. ECW on TNN August 18th. Louis dangerously hosts a Danger Zone talk show with guest Cyrus. Carino and Anton interrupt. Carino and Cyrus go back and forth until Cyrus challenges Carino to kick him in the face. At this point, Anton attacks Carino and locks him in the clapper. Hardcore TV. <laughs> locks him in the clapper. <laughs> August 19th, C.W. Anderson pinned Tommy Dreamer with a spine buster following Diamond hitting Dreamer in the head with something metal. Post-match, Danny Doring and Roadkill save Dreamer from a three-on-one. 
before being taken out with spine busters from Anderson. Uh, Simon and Swinger hit Jazz with a problem solver. Hardcore TV, August 26th, Steve Carino defeated Scotty Anton. ECW on TNN, September 1st, Styles and Gertner host an in-ring interview with Steve Carino and Billy Corgan, who came through the crowd. After kissing up to the New York crowd and saying he won't apologize for cheating to beat New Jack, Tommy Dreamer or Dusty Rhodes, Louie interrupts. He threatens to beat Carino and Corgan's asses, but it's a distraction for Credible to attack Carino from behind with a, with a cane shot. Corgan takes the cane from Credible and chokes him in the corner with it. Until Louie saves us all and hits Corgan in the back of the head with the giant cell phone. Hardcore it's like I get a Billy Corgan coming out of the crowd. Hardcore TV, September 10th, C.W. Anderson pinned Jerry Lynn. ECW on TNN, September 29th, C.W. Anderson is looking for Carino backstage, but only finds and attacks Jack Victory. Wow. So, there we go. As always, a, just a lot of just, I'll fight everybody. And All right, I guess. I'll do a beat up the ladies. That gives me a title shot. Or a, He's our a match for the title shot, I should say. So, uh, Jason, this one's you, right? Yes, sir, it is. All right. C.W. Anderson, Steve Carino. Yeah. I get that. It's a little heel versus heel action because Carino hasn't, I guess, even from listening to budding up with Billy Corgan, he's not full face yet. Um, I do. I like the pacing of this match. Like it is very old school where it, it builds. It's not a bunch of guys throwing everything in the first five minutes and then, and playing it off. This is really, really good. Um, Joey keeps wanting, worrying if, if the ref should stop the match because of how much Steve Carino is bleeding. And if they didn't stop last pay-per-views match from loss of blood, they're not going to stop this. Right. That was like 10 times as much blood. Um, the big surprise, I mean, it's like I didn't take many notes during the match because I was enjoying it. Um, the biggest note I have is what the fuck Jack victory is an effective enforcer because he's a, like, Oh yes, just he is. <laughs> and he just like takes out swinger and Simon diamond, uh, and just disappears, but beats the shit out of him to the back. Um, it's what's cool is from our feed during the match, the video cuts and, because at first, C.W. Anderson is setting up a chair, and then there's a jump for some reason, and then he's just falling over in the chair. And I just like to imagine that the chair turned on him, because it's ECW and everybody's going to get turned on. Uh, but you get to see during the replay that he took a nice little super kick, because I think you said it two episodes ago, Charlie, everyone has a super kick. Oh, yeah. In ECW. Um, Which is weird, yeah, because I criticize that about today's wrestling more than anything, almost. And I totally missed this when watching ECW at the time. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that you'll hear people criticize current for. And then you, when you do a review podcast like this, you see it and you go, oh, that's not new. Um, but I fucking love this, Matt. This is a nine for me. Wow. Yeah, that's just, I, there wasn't a lot of notes. Like, I was just enthralled. I like... It's very. This one is like a very old school. You have two guys who, you know, one guy's gimmick is he's an Anderson, and the other guy's an old school. So this just worked, and I really, really liked it. Where'd you have it, man? I have it at a. I have it at a seven. Seven. I really did like this match. Yeah. Um, especially with these two guys who, 
Steve Carino, now I'm certain they are, they are setting him on a certain path like towards the top, which is the right thing to do. Unfortunately, it doesn't look like, at least not right now, that they're really doing anything with C.W. Anderson, who is a real talent uh, in the ring. Wrestles like Arn. He looks like Louie. Uh, he's, um, yeah. <laughs> he's got that left hand that, that he throws, like, to, to, to be able to throw a punch effectively where it looks very convincing, I, it's a very underrated thing. I was actually really surprised that, especially in this match when he did it, that the crowd didn't pop nearly as much as I did. Because he, the way he throws his left arm at him, it just looks effective as all hell. But, um, well, it's a solid, it's a solid match. Yeah, seven. Seven. I had it at a seven as well. Martin had it at a nine, just like uh, like Jason did, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's another and it, and what's cool is it's another another bench point in the Steve Carino rise. Like, yeah, it's another interesting you know moment for him where he's he's really turned the crowd. Yeah, it's a lot of nice. hard work to be able to do that too. It's one of the more interesting. Um, arcs that yeah. we've seen from a guy because this guy, everyone thought he was just a sniveling little shit when he first came on the wow. scene, but now it's like this guy's for real, yeah, and he's good. The road, it's one of the that Rhodes feud turned him. That's what it did it. Changed it. Wasn't and, a good feud, and that's what's so it crazy. It woke like, him up though. Yeah, like I think he figured like I could like I really if I'm gonna do the king of old school, I gotta embrace it mm-hmm. all the way, and he did. So. um He's going to be facing, I guess, whoever the winner of our main event is tonight. I presume. It will... Well, I, it doesn't say when he'll get the the shot. Well, I know though. when he gets a shot. I right. Don't, I don't know if it's next month though. Yeah. So we'll see. But uh, nevertheless, right now, as it's saying, Steve Carino is the number one contender for the ECW World Championship. We go backstage now, where Mikey Ambrose. I mean, sorry. I I, <laughs> I wrote that a couple times and I didn't mean to, but. Oh. It reminds me because, like, I'm serious. It's like Dean Whipwreck, Dean Whit, <laughs> Dean and Buck, <laughs> <laughs> Mikey Whipwreck, and Tajiri Reed witchcraft and demonology while a sinister minister talks up the tag title match coming up. The book, the books, <coughs> the book suddenly goes into flames with everyone laughing except Tajiri, who is scared. Yeah, he is. He looks legitimately terrified. What have I got confused? <laughs> Rhino cuts another close-up promo that goes to shouty levels very quickly. Another one of these. It, and they're, they're fine. I mean, it, he's intense. But, okay. The WWE, though, because it made me think of them. Like, whenever um, Seth Rollins used to do those run-ins, or, the, or it was the Nexus, and the camera zooms in, zooms out. Just, just I just want a camera to be on that camera. Rollins in the Nexus? Well, no. Like, well, like, when Rollins came in once and beat up John Cena... The cameraman just went oh, apeshit. Oh, okay. I got Nexus you. came in the first yeah, time. They I went apeshit. Yeah. But Rhino, now it's zooming into him. and I need all these weird angles. And just like, what is this guy doing? Right. Right. Yeah, to the point where it becomes distracting. Um, Man, it's I wrote... Did he say, rape your face with my fist? That's what I thought he said, and I let it go until this very moment. <laughs> I, I really think that's what he said. Yeah. So, yeah. so we're going into it. We had the promo just before this, so now we're going into our t- finally an ECW tag team championship match. This is significant because we haven't we haven't seen the ECW tag titles on pay per view in a long time. We didn't get it last month, did we? Right. No, no, no. We haven't had it since 
earlier this year, it feels like. Um, let's just quickly go through like the tournament because they did have a tournament for it. Their, the quarterfinals saw Easy Money and Julio De Niro beat Christian York and Joey Matthews. Danny Doring and, uh, and Roadkill beat DeVito and Angel. Simon Diamond and Swinger beat Chris Chetty and Nova. Mikey Whipwreck and Tajiri beat Little Guido and Tony Mamalu. Just Incredible and Rhino beat Sandman and Chili Willy when Rhino pinned Sandman with a pile driver. Once again, pile driver to Sandman. Jerry Lynn and Tommy Dreamer beat Rob Van Dam and Kid Cash. Now, that would have been the team that would have been fun to see. When Lynn pinned Van Dam with a cradle pile driver, the semifinals, you had Whipwreck and Tajiri beat Easy Money and Julio De Niro when De Niro was pinned. Simon Diamond and Johnny Swinger beat Danny Doring and uh, and Roadkill when Doring was pinned by Swinger with a choke up with a problem solver. Jerry Lynn and Tommy Dreamer beat Justin Credible and Rhino when Lynn pinned Credible with a cradle pile driver. The final saw Mikey Whipwreck and Tajiri beat Jerry Lynn and Tommy Dreamer. And let's see, and I'm sorry, and Simon Diamond and Swinger in a three way dance. It's bizarre that they end a tournament in a three way dance. <laughs> So, Wait, we have an odd number of guys. <laughs> Somebody didn't <laughs> the when they when they made the bracket. Someone screwed up. <laughs> so they won the vacant ECW World Championships, World Tag Team Championships. So it was only it looks like a I don't know how many weeks later it was on September eighth. Yeah, the FBI beat the Unholy Alliance to win the ECW World Tag Team Championship. I forgot that's what they were, they were calling themselves, the Unholy Alliance. <laughs> it's funny because it seems like a much more foreboding team than Mikey. Like you were pricking Yoshihiro Tajiri. <laughs> yeah, but it the FBI beat him. I'm not sure, but I think yeah, I don't think they flip him again. But yeah, the FBI ended up getting, which was kind of neat to see because I kind of want to see Guido get a belt. I do too. You know, he deserved it, man. Just all the he's a cool this, dude. Yeah. So that leads us into our our match here. We're getting another follow up to this uh, to this tag team title match. So. Uh, go ahead and take it away, man. Well, it's not too good. Can you talk about first how they come out, what they're looking like? Who, Tajiri and Mike? Yes. Like, well, it's hilarious. I, I couldn't put my finger on it. it t- like, Mikey Whipwreck's got this tie around his neck, but it's but there's no dress shirt to go with it. What? I kept, I kept Does it mean anything? It, it looks like Merlin and Ziggy Stardust is what they look like. <laughs> That's what's hilarious about these two. I, I just the the match is uh, it's all right. It's cool to see Guido, but it, once again, it's Guido and Tajiri. So we're gonna get a greatest hits with these guys. But the moment where I just marked out and just started laughing my ass off was <laughs> Sal crushing Sinister no. Mister <laughs> on the guardrail. I guess I was like, oh, he's gonna move. He's gonna. Oh, and then the camera doesn't stay on him nearly long enough, but you can just see a glimpse of Sal getting up, and then there's Sinister Minister just... It looked like he was sinking into the ground. Like, Not laughing now. Oh, it was so good. But I didn't care much for the match. Um, I'd give this a four. I got you. Jason, how about you? How would you feel about this tie, uh, tag title match? Well, I, when you guys were talking about how they looked, I just saw like two Oscars coming out. I was like, this is really, really, really weird. Um, and I know that's what they're going for, but it's the wrong kind of weird. 
if that makes any sense um, with these. And it's the match. I mean, it's really hard hitting at first, but once Sinister Minister gets in there and hits not Billy Kidman with a weak punch fireball, I checked out. Like, I just like, all right, fireballs. And because it looks so shitty, I don't know how who these are supposed to benefit um, when when you do these fireballs because they don't look good. This one was too small to even look good in a replay. Um, I just kind of was glazed over the match until Tajiri jumps on to Big Sal and brings him over. And what I thought, and I was hoping they, when I was watching, it was like playing up, it looked like Sal was laying on top of Tajiri, like you yes. knocked him on that to get in there to help. That's what I thought too, yes. They don't bring that up? No. It took the ref forever to get in there to do that three count. Like just where they had already had the ref bump and he was out, and, and I get that it's lingering, but... Or he was out checking on someone or something, but it was just way too long. Like someone, you know, you could have kicked out by then, no matter what you had. Uh, I'm with Charlie, though. I give this a four. I think I just had it. I just had it a five. Like I, I just said it was an average match, not too slow, pretty good action overall. Like it. I don't know. Martin gave it. What did Martin give it? Seven. Man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish he, he was to here it. to uh, back that up. I'd like to hear his thoughts on it. Which I mean, on the one hand, it's. It, the tag team titles, like when we go back through and look at how they, who's dominated them, like it's kind of neat to see, you know, some fresh faces. Oh out. sure. I just, I, the team I wish I was in this was Doring and Roadkill. And Roadkill. They're the best team that they have. As we go back, and we've said it before, the most unlikely team you could ever imagine, and they might be the best tag team mm-hmm. in there right at this point. So, I'm looking at those two as the Palumbo and O'Hare of this season. Yes. Or yes. like just going, I mean, like like knowing that they were around, but then just watching them and then going, I really like these guys and, and getting mad that there wasn't more for them. I would love to see Roadkill in a feud with Lex Luger. That would be amazing. <laughs> well, you're going to sell. Oh. <laughs> 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 you want it? No. <laughs> I was thinking of Luger last night. I don't know, remember why or how it came up, but... I was thinking of somebody just beating him, like outside the ring, and the sounds that he used to make, like ah, ah, like, and just like it would just be like a simple like arm to the back. Ah, God. Well, up next, so everyone got the ratings in, right? We got everybody's yeah, in there. Yeah. Okay, good. Up next, we got a mega match. Like on oh, paper, yeah. it you. This is the reason I bought the paper. I mean, this is what you were tracking towards when ever since RVD had the belt taken away from him. Where Rhino's gone, this seemed like a no-brainer that we were going to have this. It is Rob Van Dam looking to reclaim his World Television Championship from the incumbent champion, Rhino. So, um, let's talk about how we get here a little bit. First, I just love this sentence. This sentence is awesome. ECW on TNN July 21st, Rob Van Dam pinballs Mahoney following a Van Terminator. Eat it! (laughs) I want to think it was the balls his own chair, too. That's why I like (laughs) it. A little extra insult. Yeah. ECW on TNN July 28th, Rhino pinned Chili Willy with a pile driver to retain the television championship. Post-match, a Sandman attacks Rhino with a cane with cane shots, a white Russian leg sweep, and a drunken spear through a table. <laughs> Just I'll be right with you. <laughs> ECW on TNN August 4th, Rhino pins Nova with a table gore to retain the title. Hardcore TV August 6th, RVD defeated Kid Cash. 
Short-lived partnership. Oh. ECW on TNN, August 12th. Just Incredible versus Kid Cash went to a no contest when Rhino attacks Cash before RVD chased off Credible and Rhino. Hardcore TV, August 13th. Rob Van Dam defeated Balls Mahoney again. ECW on TNN, August 18th. Rhino and Van Dam get involved, then brawl around ringside during a Kid Cash versus Just Incredible match. <laughs> In the main event, Rhino versus RVD for the te- uh, television title ended in no contest when Rhino and Kid Cash got involved. After Credible and Rhino beat down Van Dam and Cash, Sandman made the save. <laughs> ECW on TNN August uh, 25th, I'm sorry, in a backstage promo, Rhino tells Credible he is only the world champion as he hasn't given him a title match yet. Credible tells him that once he breaks Van Dam's and Kid Cash's neck, he will give him a title shot. After telling Van Dam and Fair Cash, enough. <laughs> I'm gonna hold you to it. <laughs> After telling Van Dam and Cash, he's gonna rip off their heads and piss down their throats. Rhino screams in Incredible's face, "I love you, man!" A few times before charging off screen. Charging off screen. <laughs> just imagine he just like kicks his feet like a bull and then builds up some steam and goes for it. This, I often, sometimes, I do sometimes think like. I want to think Colin's messing with me sometimes. Like he'll write this stuff in knowing that I'm going to read it. So if, He should sneak in something. I, I know, I know. And I, it's, I don't care because either way it's funny. I don't care. Um, in the main event, Rob Van Dam and Kid Cash beat Rhino and Justin Credible and when RVD pinned Rhino after a Van Terminator. Sandman attacked Rhino with cane shots before Carino hit a super kick to the Man Beast, knocking him into the position for the Van Terminator. Why not? <laughs> ECW on TNN September 8th. Van Dam gets involved in the Kid Cash versus Rhino Television Championship match, hitting Rhino with a Van Daminator, then a Van Terminator. Jesus. Before, Stay down. Before Cash and Van Dam hit a splash and leg drop onto Rhino from opposite corners. Uh, oh. Cash pins Rhino to win the. Cash, this is when Cash pinned Rhino to win the television ah, title. That well, makes sense. I mean, I don't think anybody would kick out of that. <laughs> Hardcore TV, September 10th, RVD pinned Scotty Anton with a five star frog splash. Post match, Rhino Gores Van Dam. Hardcore TV, September 24th, RVD beat CW Anderson. Later, Rhino pinned Cash with a gore through a table to become a two time television champion. Rhino then calls out Van Dam. Rob Van Dam and Rhino brawl as the show goes off the air. So that sets us up for. This uh, extravaganza. I love the way Vince McMahon would always say that. Extravaganza? Yeah, Yeah. I always love the way he'd say that. All right, Jason, take us away, man. Here we go. It's awesome that Rhino does not let the ring announcer finish Rob Van Dam's entrance, especially with the backstory we just got where, you know, if Carino's like, or not Carino, sorry, Credible's like, if you put these guys out, then I'll give you a World Heavyweight Championship match. And so he does it. He he goes at the perfect time. Where Van Dam just lands after his little spin kick for the Rob Van Dam, um, I thought that was really good storytelling there, um, and very subtly, I guess. Um, but the the thing that's that's weird about this match is why is everyone like there's when people are leaving to fight outside of the ring this pay per view they're wanting to head toward the announce booth. Yeah, it's like twice, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, are they going to venues that don't have places to jump off of? Um, Or balconies? I mean, I don't know. Um, But this is just like, you know, that spot where Rob goes up to, to like, jump kick Rhino while he's on 
the top turnbuckle kind of woozy, and he jumps. Off, Rhino jumps off the turnbuckle and clotheslines Van Dam in midair. Mm. Jesus, that looked fucking brutal. The uh, pile driver through the table spot. Mm. Um, more brutal. Just, <laughs> just yeah. I like it. Rhino doesn't jump for his pile driver. He just kind of falls and gives you a best of luck. Um, but he goes like left ass cheek first, mm-hmm. and uh, we get the whole little side story with Van that you know. Rhino had talked about the Fonzie that if you get near him, I'm going to tear the, take that whistle and shove it up your ass. Um, so it's nice little thing that normally you see Fonzie's really into it, really into the opponent's face. He's throwing the chair. Fonzie's hardly around for this up until it counts. He does his little Fonzie roll right in front of Rhino, which is I thought where he's going to grab him. There's a big payoff because Van Dam goes to set up the Van Terminator and. As he goes for it, Rhino pulls Fonzie in front of him and takes it. And oh. it looks like he just murders him. <laughs> yeah. But it was a very similar face like from Sinister Minister. <laughs> and they go into um, Owen mode and start using their Owen voice to talk about how serious it is. Um, is he okay? His neck might be broken. Oh, he's out. And he, you can clearly see him talking, but that's okay. You know, fake. Bad angle of his teeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's like an upset uh, shot for your teeth. Oh, thank you. Um, just ruined all that. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's God. just like <laughs> then Sorry. this ref comes out of nowhere who yeah. does the one of the fastest counts I've ever seen that didn't come from Vince McMahon um, trying to punish somebody. And Rhino keeps the belt, and the crowd is very unhappy because they scream bullshit for two minutes. Right. Well, oh God, I remember watching this live, man. Nobody thought Rob Van Dam was going to lose this. Right. That's in. This is what is simultaneously brilliant and terrible about when you when you get hyped up for a match like this. He never lost the fucking belt. Right. He needs to get it back. This Danny Daniels fella, they brought him like he was actually used in a little bit in the build with um, with Gertner and with uh, Cyrus. Like his stuff had been involved, and it's like you know if you got kind of a weird referee going around, like maybe you don't book him. Ever again? Ever. You, you know? fire him. Right. <laughs> and what I think is hilarious is this guy, how he picks his moment to, to start doing the fast count. Jason, what do you rate this? Um, I give it a seven. Okay. All right. Here's my fucking problem with, it, with these kinds of referee things that is just so stupid. Why count? Ring the bell. If you have the power to count and ring a bell, then you can just ring the bell. Why does he have to count at all? He could just do, just do like a quick three count, ring it. It's fine. It just it doesn't make any sense for a, a referee that clearly has a dog in the fight to make a count, and then the guy kicks out at two. So the referee is against you, but he's still going to give you a shot to kick out of stuff. Yeah, I just don't get it, like why it took. The, I mean, there were plenty of other quality bumps mm-hmm. that Rhino or moves that Rhino delivers. Why do we really need to wait if we're going to do this? If you're going to have the crooked referee, which is always... That's like, one of the most overplayed uh, things ever. Like, one who booked it the best was when WWF did it with Vince at Over the Edge 98. Oh, with, cause you, by my... Because what was brilliant was, if he's... The logic like, well, he could just screw off at any point. Well, Undertaker's on the outside. Now they have that element right. to keep, kind of be like a check and balance with it. So that was kind of neat. And Vince's face every time he had to look at Undertaker was hilarious. And, and just by the end of it, remember when he was like, I'm not going to damn count. And then, and then just... Oh, you don't uh, want to oh, count. It's <laughs> so good. That's, this, what that's what we're going to do. This, <laughs> this couldn't be more worse. 
than that. It's bad. It's really bad. I mean, the match itself, like, is great. It's yep. a fantastic match. And the fact that RVD takes everything in the arsenal, that Rhino... I mean, I would have I would have really liked it if Rhino had beat him clean. It, like, I think that would have done... I mean, he was already, like, going to the moon. Like, this would have done wonders for him. I mean, on top of that, you have to have Justin Credible come out and cane him. Bro- so are we thing. setting up Rob Van Dam incredible? Exactly. What are like they this is where last show we I talked about um mentioned this a little bit like WCW went into a weird rut. Well, I'll tell you what, before I do that, go give your rating. Oh yes. Um, I want you to finish up your point. I really like this match. Like like we said, like the last match wasn't very typical Rob Van Dam type thing. This is completely different. It seems like this match is almost on fast forward. This match seems to be in a hurry. I think because there's not a lot of time to breathe, but I think that's what's needed. Um, as devastating as that pile driver was through the table for Spike, this one looked even worse because usually Rhino, when he does this power bomb or sorry pile driver from the apron through a table, he stalls. He'll hold him for a second, maybe to kind of maybe let him position his head a little bit better with his thighs. No, Rhino picked up Rob Van Dam and went left ass cheek first right through that table. Like there was no dramatics with it at all. Like nasty as hell. Um, the spot with Alfonso is great because you couldn't quite tell what happened. Um, the crowd popped huge when he hit the Van Terminator. And then <laughs> it's a really nice reveal because all of a sudden you see Rhino's hand with Bill Alfonso's head on in it and like coming from behind the chair and Alfonso's just, Bleh. yeah, just, oh, <laughs> shit. That sound. Oh, shit. And Rhino getting, he, he won with the pile driver right in the middle of the ring. Um, I think he gets a gore. Or the, no, he picks up Rob Van Dam and gores him through that table. Yeah, and then he spike pile drivers him on a chair. Like he, like I said, he empties the arsenal. Kicks his ass. Yeah, like it's a it's 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 a really cool like act end of act uh, one Rocky three. Yeah, type win where you think oh Rob Van Dam will hopefully recover from this, but uh, yeah, good match. I give two, it I give it a seven. Two interesting things um, except for that ref shit. I don't like that. Yeah. I remember, and and Jason, I definitely want you to chime in on this because you were a big fan of WCW at the time, and, and and I found this interesting. Like when Goldberg lost, like it was the big thing. Like oh, they did it so crappy. And on, on the one hand, yes, they did. But at the same time, like when Goldberg was going to lose, this was probably it was going to be the best way to do it. You're going to have to have something that is not clean, so that kind of keeps some heat on him, right? Except the circumstance, you had the wrong guy at the wrong time do it. Right, and I never truly thought he got his revenge. Right, so. Let's talk about what happens afterwards. The way WCW books, because the same thing is, I, I think, kind of evident after RVD is ta- has the TV title taken away from. Because his booking is is rather strange. It's like, all right, we'll book him in this match with Jerry Lynn. Belt's not on the line. He's not going for the TV title. But he loses that match. Well, that was because of Scotty Anton. So we'll do a big revenge match for Heat Wave. So then, logically, that's going to propel him into this TV title and get the win. Nope. Nope. We're not going to do that. We're going to do another screwy thing here. So... He's getting these main event screwy finishes. These are the things like big guys get. Goldberg, Austin, all these guys get this type of finish, it seems like. And it, it, it was interesting to me with WCW how they never recovered from the Goldberg screw job finish. So. They never recovered his, his build. They had a chance, it seemed like, to, to do something. But then the Georgia Dome thing, the second time with the finger poke and the stalking with Elizabeth and whatever. And just terrible. And I... On the one hand, like I think it's great that you're keeping the belt on Rhino. Like I think I that's too. that's great. The expense of it though is like 
And and the circumstances are even worse. While we don't have RVD, we're not gonna we're not gonna be seeing RVD now until the very very end of ECW. Is he injured? No, he that's money. He won't come oh, back. We'll talk about that's it later. Right. It's a huge surprise. Yeah, when he comes back. So that on, sucks. Th- this is this is a difficult thing, and I think this hurts the next match a little bit. This finish because it does. the crowd is. Out of this for a little bit, but just Jason, real quick, I just want to get your like, did just the, I just want to get your thoughts on that Goldberg thing real quick and see if it's kind of similar with the way they kind of booked Van Dam here in two thousand. Um, I guess so. I mean, like, I get where you're going. Like, that once Goldberg lost was never the same. Um, they're putting Rob Van Dam in at least you know he's getting the chance to get the the belt back from the person who holds it, you know, even though he, he never lost it. Unlike with Goldberg, there never was that. I never felt that there was the big payoff for Goldberg to, to redeem himself and get that belt back. And then, um, it just back and forth and prolonged then his failed heel turn shit. And then when that was going nowhere and then he flipped out and decided he wanted to punch through real glass and that took him off TV, uh, for a long time. And it really prevented him from ever getting his momentum back. And now with the, you're talking about, Rob Van Dam not being on ECW because of money, it's paralleling there that there are outside circumstances that are also impacting his ability to get his momentum and get back to where he was. Yeah. I would think it would be okay, like if they were eventually going to build for Rob Van Dam to beat Just Incredible for the ECW World Heavyweight title, this would have been fun and yeah. fine. But since it doesn't go that way, and then to go back. Some, I thought of when you were talking about, Charlie, why would a, a crooked ref just not ring the bell? If you're an ECW and you want to be a crooked ref and get heat, he should have just turned around and ended the match because of disqualification. The right. one thing yeah. that's, that's, that, that's exactly that's what, what I'm saying. saying. Yeah. yeah, That's major yeah. heat. Hold yeah, on. Justin Credible runs in, hits Rob Van Dam with the cane. Crooked ref goes, disqualification, Rob Van Dam wins. Yeah. So Rob Van Dam wins. But he doesn't get the belt, and there's a disqualification in ECW. And then Rob Van Dam has a reason to go after the guy who fucked him over. Last point I'll make. I, I gave this I, as a match itself. Like, and I was, I, I gave this round. I gave this a seven. Yeah, I did too. I, you know, I, I, it's just a shame of the finish. The last thing I'll say about this: this is a t- you're booking into a real tough corner with this match because you they had to know. Well, we are going to be in Minnesota, so we're going to be in Jerry's place. So they'll that will at least hopefully get the crowd back up for this. Do you think they should have moved this match to a different part of the card because of yes. what would happen afterwards? Maybe that or maybe what I was expecting, because I didn't quite remember the main event other than the finish. Have Rob Van Dam interfere in that match. That's what doesn't make sense. Justin, why would Justin Credible interfere in this match when he knows damn well that Rob Van Dam could very well do it? In the next match that Justin Credible just happens to be I don't think he in. shows up at the end for the cell. Was he in there? No, I think Rob Van Dam got in his, got in his car and went home. Yeah. yeah. He was with Fonzie at the hospital. Keep it kayfabe. Oh, yeah, that kayfabe. Yeah, I got you. That'd be, that wouldn't be bad. It's it's just frustrating. Yeah, like, and it wouldn't, like, last year at Anarchy Rules, Rob Van Dam and the TV title match was the last match. But that probably did the Jerry Lynn thing because they were in Minnesota. There's a, there's, uh, Colin's got a good note about the Lynn how things were figured out for that match. Well, yeah, it's it was also frustrating at the time because, you know, I loved Jerry Lynn back then, like I do now, and I was, you know, it was great that he was getting a world title match, but I couldn't help but wonder why 
wasn't it Rob Van Dam getting the world title match? And why wasn't Jerry Lynn going for the TV title? It's a good point, yeah. It's just weird. Rob Van Dam comes back. It's like, okay, TV title shit's done. You never... Because even if he won it, you're never going to replicate how wonderful of a run that was. So let's just uh, let's just see if we can get him going for the ECW title. Unless they were saving it for later. Right. But from what I've read, Rob Van Dam was owed $450,000. Yeah. That's going to be... We're going to... That's one of the cool post-match things that Colin goes into slightly because there's a little bit a little bit further detail that I hadn't looked at before. Um, with um, with Rob Van Dam on Killing the Town, Storm and Cyrus talked about like the thing was they were going to keep keep the TV belt on on Rob just and don't keep him away from the world title as long as possible because basically their thought was that is our that's our failsafe. That's their big. We have nothing else left to do with Rob. We'll put him in the world title. And I was like, that's not bad. That's actually, you know, quite clever because it's like this is actually the reverse of every other shooting star type of wrestler. It's like where you immediately want to get the belt off. It's like, no, 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 this guy's yeah. big without it. We can keep the belt off of him for as long as possible. And then we absolutely need something. We'll throw him in there. Yeah, that Jake Roberts quality. Yeah. He didn't need a belt. No. Yeah. So let's begin in- with real quick, uh, when you were talking about changing the match placement on 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 this card, yeah. where would you put it? Like, what would you move around? Well, one thing I honestly I thought of, like, this wouldn't have been a bad spot to throw something like your roadkill against the jobbers type of thing. It's because the thing is... That's the WWE way of booking it also. Like, because the way I used to book it with my toys, all the big matches were the final matches. Right. Like, WWE now splits up the big matches throughout the entire show, which is actually not a bad idea. Right. Even though I don't want to see... Edge versus Alberto Del Rio for the world title as the very first match at WrestleMania. But, yeah, it is a little strange to go back and see, oh, they really did used to put all the main events back-to-back. Which is boxing. That's boxing style. That's boxing. Yeah. Yeah. And and I love that generally. But if you're going to have this and you know, like, we're going to do something. Like, take the Daniel Bryan thing. Like, they actually, remember when it was the Rumble where he got eliminated. Not the Rumble where he didn't show up or wasn't in the match. The one where he got eliminated. They were like, well... If you eliminate them at the end, they're going to be nuclear heat. Right, so they eliminated them around 20. So let's do it there yeah. so that maybe we can offset some of it. They I don't never know. shut up. Yeah, it, I don't know. if it, I think they were damned <laughs> either probably, way. You're probably right. Yeah. But it's a similar thing with this. So, th- Jason, to answer your question, that's like that. I probably would have done the cool-off match in between. But that may not have worked either. Like I'm just banking on the fact that Roadkill has, Roadkill has enough... Has enough uh, and then again, though, as I'm saying that, I'm like, well, Jerry Lynn's got enough hometown pops that it should overcome it. But the, right. they, they wake up. The, the they thing do. is, they wake. It, well, it they takes wake up some, to a really good match. Right. Yeah. It, it takes some time, but they right. get they get back into this next match. So just to briefly, what I, well, well, what I was getting at with that question though is ECW doesn't have. That's the thing is, I would say a big criticism and and might be something that's their detriment. They don't really book cool off matches at all, right? So they were there's. I was looking at, thinking of that before you'd said that, watching the show. What could you put there because of? I mean, I, I you could put someone squashing them with the matches they have. Is they book this where you don't if you're watching it, other than the ten minute entrances that everybody seems to get, you don't get a chance to breathe, or and you, that or takes flip, away. Okay, then flip the tag title match. Put the tag title match here. In between the world television title and the world title. I don't know. That would be the only other thing I would suggest, really, in terms of if you're not going to do it the 
you know, kind of the modern WWE style. So, women. What? So that's what they do now is the big shows. They'll put a oh a women. women's wrestling okay. match right main, like main event. Yeah, boy, WrestleMania. Wow, those well. those poor girls. All right, so the world title is on the line. The hometown hero Jerry Lynn is gonna. Well, not exactly. Well, close enough. It's all Minnesota, baby. If you're from one part of the state, you're the whole state. The whole state. Right. What, does Bret Hart own all of Canada? Exactly. <laughs> he is taking on the the still the reigning champion, just incredible. All right. ECW on TNN July 21st. Just incredible pin to Jerry with a that's incredible to retain the title. A couple days later on Hardcore TV, just incredible beat um, uh, the former Quebecer Pierre, who is uh, Carl Ouellet. The lesser Quebecer. Yes. Carl, to retain the world championship. Apologize, butchered it. ECW on TNN, July 28th. Lynn and Dreamer beat Carino and Anton in a Falls Count Anywhere extreme death match with a double pinfall when the three count was made by Corrigan. <laughs> I, that sounds tremendous. <laughs> um, ECW on TNN, August 25th. Bill Wesley. <laughs> oh, oh, what on my nose. Beat Jerry Lynn by DQ. <laughs> Prior to the match, Jerry Lynn punched referee Danny Daniels after Good. he confronted Lynn about pile driving him and knocking him out in previous matches. He also tells Lynn that Credible has put a hit out on him. <laughs> Rhino hits the ring and gores Lynn before running him into a table in the corner. Once the match starts, Lynn and Wesley beat the uh, Lynn had Wesley beat with the cradle pile driver, but the referee disqualified Lynn. Perfect. There it is. That's the way they do it. The ref disqualified Lynn. That's the way you... They, you that's that's your finish. All right. A DQ in ECW? Right. Uh, ECW on TNN September 15th. Credible pinned Carino to retain the world title after the network banned victory from ringside. Carino brought out Don Marie to counter Francine. During the match, Louie hit Carino with the cell phone that led to Billy Corgan hitting Lou with a guitar that didn't explode. Mm. As he writes, no Jeff Jarrett specials here. Carino... <laughs> Mayhem was certainly in motion. <laughs> Carino hit Francine with a That's Incredible for turning into a... Oh, my God. Turning it into a That's Incredible onto chairs by Credible. Jesus. Hard so course. he did that Francine? Yeah. Ate it. Damn. Well, that doesn't make any sense. No. That must be Don Marie. It is. It's in the video package. Yeah, he just... I mean, like, I didn't realize he annihilated her onto chairs. That's... I mean, that is... <laughs> poor Sandwoman. She got off easy with the... You know, <laughs> she just got bullied into the toilet by Rhino. Bullied into the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> You're coming with me. <laughs> Going right. for a swim. Um... <laughs> uh, Spike Dudley appeared and said he was the special guest commissioner for the evening and that Lynn's scheduled partner, Dreamer, was sidelined with an injury as Spike was about to introduce Lynn's substitute partner. Rhino hit the Goron in moments later, and then the Sandman appeared. Later in the bout, Daniels and initial referee H.C. Locke got into a fight during which Rhino dropped Locke with the gore. God damn. These, just, these finishes are just... <laughs> ECW on TNN, September 22nd, Just Incredible, interrupts an in-ring... 
interview with Jerry Lynn when Steve Carino gets involved. It's not long until Special Commissioner Spike Dudley comes to the ring and books him in a three-way match. Spike starts to announce who the referee will be for the Linvers Credible match at Anarchy Rules as, as the match tonight, but Rhino attacks him with a gore before he can say who it is. Lynn starts fighting with Karina while Credible and Rhino put the boots to Spike. New Jack comes to the ring with his trash can full of crap. To a, <laughs> to it's a, like it's legitimate foolish shit. <laughs> That's the next step, baby. <laughs> to attack Credible and Rhino. You're going for a swim. <laughs> Fight's over. He just watched Ready Rumble and gave him some ideas. And finally, on ECW, T- uh, ECW on TNN, September 29th, Justin Incredible defeated Steve Carino and Jerry Linda retained the world title. Lynn was the first eliminated after Carino hit him with a super kick. Then Credible hit him with That's Incredible, leading to Credible getting the pin. Credible then pinned Carino with a That's Incredible after a Francie Kane shot to the back of Carino. During the match, Danny Daniels refuses to count to three for Lynn, leading to Credible caning Lynn. And refs, H.C. Locke and Daniels brawling. Don Marie and Francine have the usual cat fight that looked more like a fight than usual rolling around. Oh, Colin had texted me afterwards about her. He sent me a message through Twitter saying, you know, yeah, that this is probably the one that we're, this is the one where Don Marie told Paul before the match, yeah, I'm really going to fight her. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love her. Oh, it's fantastic. I do. <laughs> So I mean, what a girl! I mean, Jesus Christ, these shows! Like, do, do we really need the refer the the cliche crooked referee in all of that? Like, and, and guess what? He's know, the ref in this match right. because New Jack apparently oh, isn't going to be here. Uh, yeah, on time. the image of New Jack dressed up as a ref. <laughs> It'd be great. He's got the torn dead. sleeves, and that fucking song is playing during someone else's match. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, so, Chuck, you have the main event? I guess so, yeah. All right. Um, okay. Oh, what do I remember? This is a really good match. This it is, is a good match. This yeah, is probably yeah. my uh, favorite match on the card. Um, and the, it does take the crowd a little while to be okay with it, but there's some solid chain wrestling. Justin Incredible does some stuff I've never seen before. He does, he does, a, he does a sunset flip off the top rope. To try to cover Jerry Lynn, I'm like, that's usually a move Jerry Lynn does. Yeah. Just Incredible broke that out. Looked great. Had this nice little exchange where Jerry Lynn gives the cradle pile driver to him. Credible kicks out. And there's a, that's incredible. Jerry Lynn kicks out. Like, I didn't realize we were at that level with Jerry Lynn, where he could kick out of uh, people's finishers other right. than Rob Van Dam. Um, oh, what else? What else? New Jack. I didn't even know. That he was supposed to be the referee until Joey told me halfway through the exactly. match. Exactly. That's you know, a big like, flaw. I was right. like, what? Right. You know, so New Jack comes out. And I'm like, it's one thing for New Jack to come out during a bullshit, you know. The Baldies. The Baldies type match. But the main event, the world title match, where I don't want New Jack and world title he, being anywhere near each other. New Jack is the conscience of ECW. <laughs> He's the under. <laughs> He's the phenom. <laughs> He's the phenom. Roman Reigns is going to put him out too, and he's going to leave his... New Jack hat in the middle of the ring and leave. He's going to take off his, his camouflage shirt and just leave it in the ring. <laughs> he leaves the trash can behind. He leaves the trash can. That's it. Puts his gun down. 
<laughs> you get the, the William, William's favorite thing to do in sequel superhero movies is where they quit. So it's yep, just like yep. oh, New no. Jack, like with oh, his camouflage no. shirt and the trash can. New Jack, no more. New Jack, no more. Away. I guess this is part two. This is when he comes back as New Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> the newest Jackson. Um, I absolutely love the finish. That it's 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 perfect. It's like Jerry Lynn can't quite get the cradle pile driver again but what he can do is reverse that's incredible into a cradle tombstone pile which for a second did you think he's like oh god is he gonna set out with this yeah owen 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 he didn't know what he's doing (laughs) my neck was clearly too low (laughs) um he wasn't listening he got it got a massive pop it was it was great it's great to see jerry lynn uh, win a world title especially considering what happened to him later in his career where, hey, WWE picked him up. Well, let's see what they do. Oh, not a whole lot. You know, Jerry Lynn's one of the most, one of the best wrestlers ever that never truly got a real break right. in either of the big two uh, mainstream companies. But this is a fantastic moment for him. It just incredible. Made him look like a million bucks. Even yeah. That's not hard for Jerry Lynn, but still, like they complemented each other really well with their styles. Uh, I'd give this match a solid eight. Eight. I have as an eight as well. By the way, did, what did Martin give uh, RVD and Rhino? Nine. He gave it a nine, and that's I. Where are you, Martin? I, I don't think that's bad. I don't no. think it's necessarily a bad rating for it. It is definitely one where it, but you know, it's a really good match. It is a good match. What did Martin give this one? And then we'll go eight. to Jason. Eight. And Jason, where'd you have this one? Well, um, uh oh, yeah. Hang on. Um, I got some some great notes about. Skeletor walking around in her sheer leopard print outfit. That just like were you talking about ECW needs to change? And then getting rid of Francine would be a first big transition. Mm-mm. And I don't mean that in a uh, let's hate on Francine, but like moving away from those type of valets or at least limiting them, where the people that have those type of valets are a little more special and elevated as opposed to, you know, easy money. I'll tell you what's and, elevated, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but just not a fan of that. Uh, Lynn, Jerry Lynn takes a, like a, goes for a dive on, onto just a credible to the outside. And again, I don't know what's up with these freaking security railings, but they are in the mood and his elbow goes right in between two yeah. of them. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. And he's already got a bad left elbow and this was his right elbow. So that looked really, really weird. Um, my other note about Francine is when Justin Credible's got Jerry Lynn down in like a front-facing headlock, Francine's banging on the ring trying to get people behind it, and it comes across backwards where she's trying to get people behind Jerry Lynn because he's the one in trouble. Right. I, I don't. I, I, it's kind of weird and don't understand that. Um, I like the ref. At first, before I realized, oh, this is Crooked Ref, because at some point, uh, who goes through the table in the ring? You Jerry know? Lynn. It's a, it's a body slam off the top rope. Yeah, body slam off the top rope through a table. So the ref is moving the, trying to move the table out of the ring, yep. turns around, notices a pinfall, immediately goes into pinning position. Once two hits, he's right back up and moving that table out of the way. I like that. Like, it's a ref doing his job. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... The cheat shit crap comes in, and it's like what you were talking about. He keeps doing these fast counts, and Jerry Lynn keeps kicking out of these, like, one counts that are 
um, you know, two taps within a one second period. But this is the best timing ever of New Jack's music because it is right before that three count. And it's enough to make that guy stop. Well, the referee stops like a fucking idiot to flip off Jerry Lynn. Yeah, and at first, I mean, th- this was a mistake I thought because I thought he was pulling a Shane McMahon at yeah. Deadly Games. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, is he really working with Jerry?" No, no he's just yeah, he's, idiot. He's just an idiot. He's just a moron. Joe, him and Danny Joe. Davis, <laughs> Danny Daniels, whatever. <laughs> Same difference. He's that's a WWF referee, I think. Danny Davis. Uh, that's why. Yeah, I was like, "Why does that name sound so familiar?" Yeah. Then uh, Jerry Lynn wins. Minnesota's happy. And then the microphone turns on Jerry Lynn. Yeah. <laughs> the microphone turns heel. It doesn't let him. I feel so bad. Oh, like Joey's trying to like get it. Everyone's trying to get him that freaking thing, and it is just shit. That that microphone just says "fuck you." Yeah, it totally I, it turns on him. Yeah, like mine just did. I heard it popping. Um, yeah. I give this match a seven. A seven? Okay. Yeah. Hey, real real quick, was this the match where? I've never seen this before. I think it was this match. There was a ten count punch on the outside of the ring with the guard uh, on the guardrail. Was that oh, this match? I don't know. This that sounds ridiculous. It happened on one of these shows, but I was just like, dumb, dumb. <laughs> don't give me that. Exposing the business. I the cel the celebration is funny because Thomas Dreamer who shows up because he's injured, as we said. Right. But I love. He gets the Bret Hart WrestleMania ten. Yeah. Yeah. I do love the sign that says "New Effin Champ." Mm. It's a great, it's a great way. Like they thought it on their feet pretty well. The microphone being garbage. I like how they gave it a Sandman to fix, which I was like, "Oh, this will be good." Oh, <laughs> he tried to shove it up his ass too. Was, but um, yeah, I this was they were smart in how they 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 ended with this because after or Jason, what'd you give it again? What was your rating? I gave it a. I think I said seven. Seven, okay. yeah. I added seven. Where'd Martin have it again? Eight. Eight. So yeah, I think it's pretty fairly consistent there. But um, yeah, it's it's a fantastic finish. Like it's definitely a very memorable finish. I didn't know about it. I'm glad I got to see it because uh, it's it's neat when you look at the career of Jerry Lynn. Like he got a world championship, and it wasn't like any type of BS where he lost it 15 seconds afterwards or whatever. He got it. Charlie, while you tabulate that, let's go into a couple things about uh, a couple backstage notes here from Colin uh, surrounding the main event and also RVD. During an, uh, a shoot interview, Lynn is asked about getting the ECW world title at the Anarchy Rules pay-per-view in 2000. Lynn said he found out that Heyman did not want him to get the belt, but just incredible talked him into it. And then Lynn talked about Heyman trying to feel him out to see if he was a mark for the belt. Lynn said he was not a belt mark and he would rather uh, just get paid instead. So I thought that was pretty cool. It was just incredible. Not only gave him a hell of a match, but gave him it was like you deserve the yes, of course, push for him to get Paul it. Paul Heyman didn't think Jerry Lynn deserved the belt. I don't know. Hey, maybe that I who knows where the mindset was at this point for Heyman. He, I'm sure he would probably, you know, look back on that and you know, not agree with it. But let's talk about Van Dam for a sec. Rob Van Dam was scheduled to go to Thailand to film scenes for Black Mask 2, which was an English-language sequel to a Jet Li movie. He had apparently had a falling out with Heyman over the money owed to him. Van Dam's, on- Van Dam's only seemed to work, or Van Dam only seemed to work one more match after this pay-per-view against Easy Money on October 7th in Milwaukee. 
After filming his scenes in the movie, he didn't have any plans to return to the company. On his you shoot Van Dam, on his you shoot Van Dam is questioned about no showing a house show in his hometown of Battle Creek on October 20th, where Tommy Dreamer announced to the crowd that he was scheduled to appear but was delayed in Thailand. He does say he does remember the details, but believes the match was booked after he had told Heyman he was done. Which the amount of that four, over four hundred grand was mm-hmm. definitely something we'd heard about. I think in uh, it, it might have been the rise and fall of ECW. I think that's where I heard it. We talk, they talk about it as well. So it's a bummer. It's a massive bummer. Like that. That's the unfortunately, like that was the one thing that kind of clouded Jerry Lynn winning the belt. Was that I had a feeling we were up. To, we we're getting to this point. I didn't realize it was this point that we were not going to see. We're not going to see any follow up to. The screwy ref finish, the Rhino uh, rivalry, even a just incredible match. Like, we're not going to get that with RVD, and that's sad because he's undoubtedly been the best part of this season, is seeing just how amazing his run was. So, but overall, um, as you look at the pay per view, as you look at the ratings there, how you how are we doing? Just about there. Okay. Yep. Okay, here we go. All right, Jason has the show at a five point eight one. Martin has it at the highest with a 6.6. God dang, Martin. Because he gave two, two nines. Yeah, I know. He gave two nines. That'll do it. And an eight. Uh, I have it at the lowest with a 5.56. And you have it at a 5.63. Okay. Uh, overall, we gave Anarchy Rules 2000 a 5.91. Cage match, uh, voters have put in this one at 4.78. Whoa. No. I know. No. I know. I think it's pretty lame, too. That means less than average. This is a pretty good show. Well, see, here's one thing that's stupid. This guy gives it a 6, but then says, to me, this was an average event. And I was like, well, that's that's higher than average, because average is 5. Right. 5 is, a- I mean, that's logically the average. 6 is slightly better than average. Right. Yeah, so, 7 is good. Whatever. But... I these two shows were pretty good. When yeah. we go back and look at Heat Wave and this one, these were good. But um, up next is going to be uh, this is the which well in the past this would be a signature show for them, November to remember. But we're going to see. I, I'm curious to see. I haven't looked too far ahead because I just always want to have that little bit of surprise. Ahead. It'll be interesting to see where we're at for November to remember 2000. In the meantime, though, of course, uh, I want to talk about the podcast itself is a part of the Questionable Endeavor Network, QuestNetwork.com. We're part of the 4CR uh, Wrestling Network as well. Both of these networks are going to hear various podcasts about wrestling, pop culture, various different things. We're happy to be a part of both of them. Um, we ourselves are on Twitter at New Blood Pod and on Facebook at New Blood Rising Podcast. Let's talk about Martin's book real quick again. Martin has published Wrestling in the Clinton Years. It is uh, uh, the collection of January to June of 1996. Chronicling WCW in the final stages before they would, you know, bring about the biggest wrestling sensation in a while, the NWO. So it's a very fascinating read just to go through where Nitro was during this period of time. So uh, definitely go pick that up. It is on his Twitter page. It is on his bio part of the his Twitter page. It's also his pinned tweet. So go check it out. It is definitely worth the read. Jason, you're coming up on Tuning Japanese. Is that right? Yeah, it's still a ways off, but they got to catch up. But yeah, it gives you guys time to catch up too, uh, and check out the the show that they're reviewing. So that way, if you decide to take a listen, because you hear me on it, you know, both of you, not talking you two specifically, just the two fans I have, um, then you'll know what's going on. So definitely take a look at that. That should be maybe around towards the middle to end of summer. 
Sounds good. Charles, you're still working out. Uh, when did that come out? All that good stuff, right? We are about to wrap the first season. Yep. Uh, yep. Almost in the, in can. the can. Get in yep. the can. Yep. And we're going to be good to go. Um, I'll be, I should be now only um, a few weeks away from appearing on the Raw Attitude Pod with Henry. We're going to be going through SummerSlam 98, Highway to Hell, and then the night after that, Monday Night Raw. So it'll be fun to close out one of the coolest summers in wrestling. It was 98. So that'll be coming up soon. Of course, uh, as we said, we're on Twitter at New Blood Pod. I'm at William Rinkin83. I'm at the Jason Kiesler. I'm at CM underscore Stabs. We'll see you guys soon again for ECW's November to Remember 2000. Thank God.